Hey guys, there were quite a few technical difficulties. So many technical difficulties. In trying to get this one started. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, the batteries could stop at any moment. But for now, this is Person About Town. We did it. We and did it. We're <laughs> alive. We're about town. We're doing the podcast. This is so exciting. Thank you so much for having me, Kanise. Nobody knows who I am yet. They'll Tell know, them. They'll know from the description that uh, this is... Um, you know, just handsome uh, Indian fellow Rohan Padier. You may recognize me from, you know, nothing really. You don't probably don't know who I am unless you, unless no, you don't know who I am. I don't think that there's any place you could have ever seen me that is consumed by mass people. Yeah, cool. Kanis, you just continue talking. <laughs> so tell the listeners where we are and actually why we're here. Oh, okay. So this is all right. Let's talk about me for a second. <laughs> this is about Boston. I've lived in Boston for five years. Uh, we are in my apartment right now. We are in my uh, Cambridge apartment. Uh, and in lieu of Kanice asking, why did you choose this place? Let's go through the, let's go through the picking strategy of okay. where I was going to go. Okay. okay. <laughs> I used to live on Marlboro Street when I first moved to Boston. So I was like, let's meet at Marlboro Street. Wait, Marlboro Street? Yeah, 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 in Back Bay. You lived all in Fancy Street? Yeah, in like a studio basement apartment what? with like, yeah, and it was like there were bars on the window and stuff, but it was in a great location. It was in Back Bay. Of course, I'm going to take it. My laundry was like right across from my yeah. place. Oh, it was great. Uh, so I was like, let's meet in the Back Bay, but it's rainy today and it's cold outside. I don't want to reveal the date, December 27th, uh, <laughs> but it was like, it's too cold. Let's not go there. Then I moved about a year and a half after I was in Boston. I moved to Brookline to a nice two-bedroom apartment, and I got a roommate, and we lived in Brookline. So I was like, let's meet at the public house. But uh, then I realized I never really actually spent that much time (laughs) at the public house, and I really spent most of the time in my apartment, Mm -hmm. which I loved. Like, I loved that apartment so much. It was my, like, favorite place. Really liked it. And I would spend the time at a cafe next to the apartment or, like, not really drinking around there, just, like, in the apartment with people. So I was like, okay, fine. Let's not do public house. Uh, and then I moved in September to this place in Cambridge because I won't be living in Boston for much longer till I'm moving. I'm moving to New York or New Jersey, New York for a little while. Uh, starting in January. So, bum, bum, bum. So, uh, I was like, why don't we have it at my apartment? Because I've had three really great apartments since I've lived in Boston. And, uh, yeah, let's just live it at, at, and I've always loved my apartments. That's been the best part about living in Boston has been my apartments. Not that this city isn't fantastic. It really, really is. But after doing everything I've ever loved, in all of these cities, it was always really nice to come back to an apartment and a place that I enjoyed and I could like unwind and unpackage everything awesome <laughs> that has happened in Boston, my time that I've been here. So that's why we're at my apartment in Cambridge. I won't reveal any addresses just in case you guys do recognize me from something. <laughs> but you probably don't recognize me from anything. Do you think people are going to like stalk you and come here in the next week while you still are living here? I, oh, that's a good question. Probably not, but like... This won't come out until after you've already left. Oh, that's very true. That's so true. Uh, no. But, you know, my roommate is a professor at Harvard, or he's a teacher at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Professor, oh, let's go. We'll call him professor. Yeah. So they could stalk him. He's a very nice guy, and he is a hard grader. So <laughs> I know how many students love this podcast, Kenise, so... Uh, they might come to this apartment and yell at him. Mm. You know, those 15 or 20 people that know him and have his class. So, yeah. yeah. Also, this is, like, going to be, a, you know, do you ever think about this? This is going to be on the Internet forever. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Like, <laughs> anything I put on the Internet, I'm like, this is going to be here forever. So I don't want anyone forever to mm. know certain things yes. about where I live and where I stay <laughs> unless, you know, I'm not going to, well, I guess I won't be here forever. <laughs> I will live forever, but, you know, oh, not yeah. in death. Yeah, yeah, of course, we're all going to live forever, right? Yeah. Well, on the internet. No, I meant, like... Actually live forever. Do, do people not live forever? Um, oh, boy. I don't know. This, cha- this changes everything. <laughs> this changes how I think of everything now. Oh, boy. Wow.
this podcast just got real dark. Yeah, real dark, real sad, <laughs> real quickly. Do you want to walk around and you can describe to us some of your favorite places inside your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Sure, no, should we walk around? Yeah, we're going to walk right, around. We are enjoying tea. Uh, you're yeah. going to carry your tea with you if you want. I'm oh, going to yeah. carry the microphone. Mm. All right, so okay. we're walking. All right. Where this are we? is our Christmas tree. Nice. Uh, this, uh, we have named him Nick. Me or my roommates named him Nick, and so I was like, "All right, this is called Nick." <laughs> I like to sit at the table that we were sitting at earlier uh-huh. and look at the tree when I'm working. I usually work from that table that we were sitting at. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but you know it's there. All right, we'll All right. go there, and then here is the kitchen that uh, I thoroughly enjoy very much. Uh-huh. Uh, I make tea here. Let's turn on the Keurig. Let's just turn it on. What? Is there, shouldn't there be a cup under it? But we're doing it for the purposes of the podcast. Oh, okay. So. We gotta get that Keurig sound. Oh, boy. <laughs> this turned into an NPR podcast now <laughs> about, like, co-op farmers <laughs> and whalers. That'd be quiet. It just sounds like someone peeing. No, it sounds like, you know, this is the begin. this is commerce in Colombia. This coffee machine, the reason why commerce exists. Really? No, I'm just making it up, but I wanted to add extra gravitas to this oh. podcast. I want weird. I want the consumers to know that I know some things about coffee, even though I don't really drink any of it. All right. So, what else do I use in this? Oh, this is my blender. Nice. Are you Most of the stuff, you? no, I'm giving it to my roommates nice. when I leave because they have earned it. They are very, they've let me stay at this nice place for a discount. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is great. Yeah. Uh, there are many settings on this blender. I, I don't see. know. Yeah, there is stir. There's just a gentle stir, I Gentle guess. stir. Then there's the ice crush when uh-huh. you really just want to destroy anything. Yeah. Uh, same thing with liquefy. That's when you want to really destroy things as well. <laughs> but then chop and pulse. Now, I don't know what pulse is. I've I never used that setting. it has a setting. variable, like, it'll go fast, fast, slow, fast, fast, slow, fast, fast, slow. Oh, like a pulse. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really even think about it, to be honest It goes, with you. like, faster and slow. I don't know how it helps, but it helps sometimes. I feel like there's some sex entendre there that we could address, but not. You just gave me a very weird look. <laughs> Kanice. Kanice is not. We're going to keep it. We'll keep the podcast PG-13. I just don't understand why you would put like a, I'm very repressed, a double entendre I'm with the most a blender. Person. All right. This is the cap. So, all right. We, in addition to the technical difficulties we were having with this podcast, we're at my cabinet right now. In addition to the technical difficulties we were having, Kanice was like, I'd like a glass of tea. And I was like, of course, thank you for coming over to my apartment. And I spent like literally 10 or 15 minutes looking for tea I had just made for myself (laughs) in this cabinet. And it was, I saw a box of tea and I was like, that's not the box that I use to make my tea. And then I finally looked at it 10 minutes later and I was like, oh, it is the box that I use to make the tea. (laughs) And uh, that's where I put it normally. So in this cabinet. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, Walking. Walking. All right. So then this is... This is the bathroom. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. I said it would be, I said we keep PG-13, so we're going to keep it PG-13, but you know. It's a bathroom. Things happen in here. It's a men's bathroom. It's a men's bathroom, yeah. yeah. It's really nice. Describe it. Oh, well, there's a mirror. With, what kind of lights are these, would you say, Kenise? Vanity bulbs? Yeah, they're like, they're like the bulbs that you see in like. What's that? It, like uh, backstage at like a, a theater? Yeah. That like in front of a mirror, and the girls are like prepping themselves, and then one of the other girls is like insulting them about their looks, <laughs> or is like. Why do you think that that's how theater works? Well, I only remember it from like certain movies where like they would be worried about like girls would be like prepping themselves in front of this mirror, like worrying about going on stage, uh, and some other girl would say something biting that would just undercut that oh, person's confidence. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't really think of any examples right now, but. Uh, yeah, that's what this. That's what those light bulbs are like. So yeah. I, I like to look in this mirror before I go on stage and then say some things about myself and mm-hmm. then tell myself I can't do it. Uh. So you know, uh, there's that. There's a shower. Nice. Uh, recently used, uh, and uh, it's nice. It's yeah. great. I like. Do you wait? How do you feel about long showers? I take long showers every day. I feel like it's not good for the environment. That's true, but I really like them. (laughs) Me too. And I always think, well, I used to work at a, well, I still do work in like sustainability and environmental and social responsibility. And I used to like, when I, a long time ago, I had this like internship at a consultancy that was sustainable consultancy. Mm -hmm. And my boss would be like really, really on my case 
about people who took long showers. They're like, you're just wasting hot water. People just blah, you know, you could reduce uh, water consumption by X, Y, and Z amount of gallons yeah. every year if we just used, took less showers. And I always think about that while I'm in the shower. And perhaps <laughs> that's why my showers are so long. Because yeah. I'm thinking about it and feeling guilty. And then 20 minutes later, yeah, uh, I'm uh, like, I should really get out of it. But here. that's how long, like, I don't know. I need that to wake up in yeah. the morning. It just feels nice. What do you want me to do? Like, start my day off in, like, a military-style rush? I don't even think it's that. I think that we just... Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of how I feel. I think it's psychological at this point with showers. Okay, wait. Now we've t gone out of the bathroom. Yes. But yeah, it's totally psychological. I feel like I just need to take it because I'm only used to taking 20-minute showers. And yeah. there's like a point in my head where I have to be like, God, I need to get out of here, regardless <laughs> of what I've done in the shower. And uh, that's within 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if I get out before, then I feel weird. Mm -hmm. Anyway, shower talk over. Uh, this is my room. Uh -huh. We're in my room right now. We're looking at... We're looking at all my dress shirts that I sometimes wear to work, sometimes I wear them out. Oh. Hey, I'm a cool guy. I, I've seen this shirt that you're wearing. Yeah, like multiple times because <laughs> I have like four shirts that I really wear out. Uh, this is my boxes. I'm sort of mo in the process of moving out of this right. place. Right. Um, this is my bed. Uh, it's an air mattress right now. <laughs> let's let's get some audio of the air mattress. Oh my god! Do you guys hear that? Do you guys just hear all that? What? Like you have, like, five blankets on your bed. Yeah, because it's a... I, no, you know what's interesting? So I have this air mattress because I moved my mattress to New Jersey. Yeah. And so I've been sleeping on this. And I found, like, the first uh, three, two or a couple weeks of sleeping on it without blankets, it was very weird. But then when I slept on top of blankets, it was very, very, very comfortable. Instead of just, yeah, this is comfortable. Yeah. But, like, can't do this every day. So now it's super comfortable with all these blankets. Oh. Uh, yeah. And my grandmother made this blanket for me. You can't see it. But you can hear it. You can hear... Is this like a quilt? It's a quilt, yeah. It's like a quilt blanket. Do you play music? I used to. Wait, I've seen you play music. I've seen you play the piano. Oh, but I can like doodle on the piano. I used to play clarinet oh. for like a long time, for like 16 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then I uh, I used to sing in like college and high school really? and stuff. Yeah. So you can sing? Not well. I could sing in like a choir and stuff. But... Really, that requires some ability. Yeah, it was all right. I could yeah. like read music and stuff. I used to be much more into music than I. I mean, I am into music now, but not like singing or playing. Yeah, how about that? Hey, yeah. isn't that the point of this podcast? You, you, yeah. yeah, you explore places that people enjoy. <laughs> it's supposed to be outside, but you know, like I said, it doesn't have to be. My apartment. I've always that be the best feeling of the day is coming back to your apartment <laughs> after a great day and being like, dude, my life is dope. All right. I took a nap here today. We're nice. looking at my living room now, where this is the big sectional couch. Mm -hmm. uh, and I took a nap. I'm going to show you the, the position I took a nap in. All right, you guys. For the it. podcast, this is, this is going to be key. We're like setting podcast history by... Yes. By All right, so he's laying down. Okay. He's pulling over a red blanket throw sort of thing. Guys, compelling, compelling <laughs> listening. This is what you came to the internet for. Okay. Alright, so he seems to, the blanket is much smaller than he is, but he seems to be trying to put as much of it over himself as possible. It's kind of a fetal position, but like a fetal position with an arm, kind of like a hand just dangling in the air <laughs> above his up, head. I woke up and my arm was like completely dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you're putting your head on your arm while having it like... The, sec the sectional is not long enough to fit my entire body. Uh. That's the thing. Wait, how tall are you? I'm six, six between six and six one. I would uh, say. Mm -hmm. All right. I would yeah. fit. I am five feet tall. Yeah. It's uh, it's not a small you couch. Are, do your listeners not already know that? I'm pretty sure they should. They should know that. About Why should they know that I'm five? I'm feet sure tall? that's been discussed on previous podcasts. It's probably it's probably happened. Yeah. Is this the office? This I've never been in here. Office den. Yeah. Ooh. Oh yeah. Right. You get a nice view of the street here. Yeah. Of uh, the street, of the trees, of this, all this. Um, They're like row houses. I feel like we're in London. Right. I used to live in London. Did you I know, know that? Yeah. Well, talk about. Well, first, continue walking around. All right. So this is uh, Brendan's closet. It's uh -huh. like a den, but this is like my roommate's closet. Uh -huh. He's a lovely human being, uh, and this is where he keeps all his clothes. Got it. And then this is his room, which okay. we should not walk in. But okay. you know, you can yeah. see. Yeah. And who lives in the other room? I live in that room that we were in earlier. No, there's like another bedroom. Is there? Or is this the same bedroom? It's got a big mirror in it. Yeah, it's that's this put, bedroom. Oh, it connects both. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. very fancy. It's a big bedroom. 
Oh, and look, there's like a thing. Do you, this, can you put fires stove, in that? Oh yeah, we can, but we never have done it before. What? It's a stovepipe oven, so it like goes all the way up here through there. I can't believe you haven't used this. Oh, wow. Okay, wait. We haven't also been to the loft yet. Oh, we gotta go up there. We gotta go, if you wanna go up there, are you, are you willing? We should. We should. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, this uh, is an old style stove, and it's a crime that he hasn't used it, because well, it's beautiful. Well, we're thinking about it, but we just don't know how to exactly use it, or Brendan is thinking about it. Okay. When I said we, I mean Brendan did it. <laughs> If I had, if I actually own this apartment, it would be far messier and like less decorative, and it would be just like the most utilitarian apartment ever. But um, anyway, we're go okay. So there's a ladder here that oh, it, it angles itself, angles itself out, and uh, we're gonna climb. So who wants to go first? Uh, you go first. Okay, you're a scaredy cat. I am a scaredy right, cat. This is the loft. Uh, a good friend. Uh, of the show, Matt Chaves came over once, mm -hmm. and he said that this is like a pirate loft. Yes. Like if you put a if you put a flag on top of this loft, it would be like a pirate ship. And I always think about that <laughs> when I come up here, which is more often than you would think. Why are you coming up here? Because I like to like come up here and stand up and like look at the entire apartment. Mm -hmm. One second, I'm almost up. Okay. Look. We're in a loft. We're in a loft. There's a bed here. Yeah. I will be sleeping here uh, when I come back to visit. Nice. Because I think I will be staying here when I come back to visit like all the time. Oh, okay. So. Wait, are you gonna, who, where are you staying for the month of your residence? Oh, here. This is where oh, I was saying. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Probably here in this loft. Yeah. Nice. So, uh, but I will probably be back up here for uh, days and weeks on end before that anyway. <laughs> so it's like for work and stuff. So, yeah, this will be... Uh, this is it. <laughs> this does provide a nice view of all of the places we were describing earlier. Yeah. It's tough on a podcast that the primary medium <laughs> is audio. Yeah. But, like, trust that it is whatever you imagine it to be. Yes. It's nice. There's the pet, there's the cupboard where I couldn't find the tea. Remember that from earlier? Remember that? Just getting waxing nostalgic for 20 minutes earlier. Yeah. The Christmas tree I first described. Oh boy. Remember that? There's the sectional I took the nap on. You guys, that was a crazy day, wasn't it? That was real crazy what happened there. There's also beams, like cool exposed wooden beams oh, that yeah. create an interesting separation of space so that the ceiling doesn't seem too tall. Yep, and then there's this window up here. Do you ever open this window? Uh, we tried to figure out, there's like, it's battery powered, oh. but we can't replace it or something. I don't know, the batteries are dead. Ah. Uh, you know, it's a little bit about that, Kenny's technical difficulties. <laughs> With this podcast, um, that was the technical difficulties we were referring to earlier. Yeah. Um, there's my room. Yeah. Um, there's this, a big pipe. Yeah. There's a big pipe here, and then there's the bathroom. Remember that? Remember the vanity lights? And I was talking about those movies with the ladies and the, the thing. You're ridiculous. I know. There are other... There are other uh... What are these windows? There are the windows like, yeah, I don't know what they're, I, you know, there is a name for them. I just don't know what they're called. Like skylights? Yeah, like skylight. But they're like at an angle. Yeah. If any listeners know, email Kanice at <laughs> I love this podcast at gmail.com. That's, the... that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing? Oh, damn. Oh, well, Kanice will give you the email. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ki yeah. Well, you can this do. This is how you, this is, I'm only, I, I'm only going off of what other podcasts I listen to. Yeah, cool. All right, let's, let's. <laughs> Let's this go. is going to terrify me. Um, this terrifies everybody. Oh, God. So we have yeah. to crawl down. Right. We're going to get back down. I will. You go first. I'll go first. And sure. then you spot me. Yeah, 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 for sure. So that I don't die. Uh-huh. You won't die, don't worry. You don't know? I... <laughs> Did you ever watch Wait. Six Feet Under? Did I ever... Oh, no, I never watched Six Feet At Under. At the beginning, it would show how the person died. And oh. half the time, it was some random ass shit. Like oh. someone was jumping on a bed and they fell off and then they were dead. Well, what would you want your last words to the universe to be since we are recording it? Oh, all? no. <laughs> all right. Um, wait, don't push it. What are you doing? <laughs> I know, that was like insignificant. Sorry. <laughs> all right. This is going to be so embarrassing. I'm going to edit all this out. The sound of me panicking as I try to get down a oh, ladder. Please don't edit this out. Are you kidding me? Ah! It sounded, that was the sheer panic rattle of my inner monologue. There you go. You're there. You did it. You guys, we survived. <laughs> we survived. 
We survived the podcast right now. Who knows what's in the tea? Oh, nice. All right. Sweet. Thanks. No problem. So. All right. Let's get down to the story of Rohan. We're oh, going no. back to the table. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going back to the table. Wait, where is my tea? Where did I put that? Yeah, you were drinking it, and then you will. Is it in the kitchen? Yes, yeah. it's in the kitchen. Oh, boy. This could have been another finding the tea ordeal. Yeah. You are not good at keeping track of your tea. No, I'm not. All right. Not in the least. So, I know you through comedy. How long have you been doing that? Uh, like two years. And what made you start? Um, people always said that I was funny, and I always, I guess, arrogantly thought that I was funny, mm-hmm. and uh, it was the one thing that I thought I was kind of good at. I never really felt that I was very much good at anything else, and frankly, I still don't feel like I'm good at anything <laughs> else, but that's okay. That's, you know, whatever. So I always thought I was a little bit good at comedy, and so they're just like, do you want to start? I was like, maybe I can just start this stand-up thing, and uh, yeah, I've been doing it for two years. And I'm like working on it. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, <laughs> um, I'm like not. I'm still not amazing, but I'm still like not particularly. I'm not awful anymore. Yeah. I'm just like less awful. <laughs> and so it's like this is good. I like this. I like where what I've been doing for the last two years. It's been fun. Do you remember your first time on stage? I do. It was oh the first time like ever I was on stage. Okay, so I took these classes at uh, Improv Boston, and I don't count those as like stage time because I wasn't really like on stage there I was just writing and like workshops and stuff yeah. and there was like a kind of like a showcase show at the end but I didn't feel like that was like oh actually that wasn't even the first time I was on stage the first time I ever got on stage I thought that that was was I was at Sally O'Brien's in like 2012 mm-hmm. and uh, I had to wear a suit that day for work I can't remember the reason I had to wear a suit but I wore a suit that day for work and I came to Sally straight in the suit, mm-hmm. like straight in the suit. I was just like there, fully suited, Sean Carter calling my name to the stage. And I did this bit that I had been thinking about and like wrote out and had talked out to myself. And I thought it was funny. And so I, you get two minutes at Sally's, uh, which is a really great open mic and has been so good. Uh, and so I do, I do like a minute of the two minutes. And then I just, I'm like, oh, you know what? No, I can't. I'm done. <laughs> and, like, there was, like, two nothing, by the way. There was, yeah. like, no one's laughing. And it's deservedly so. The bit is terrible. <laughs> so, like, nobody was laughing. And a minute in, I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, I am, uh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Thank you. And then I leave. And it was, like, mortifying. But it was also, like, oh, that was mortifying. But I can't just leave it like that. I got to go. I got to keep trying. This is, <laughs> this is crap. So, uh, yeah, that's what, that's how it went. What was your first time on stage? Uh, Middle East. Actually, no. So I did, I tried it out in Los Angeles okay. uh, once when I was there. No, maybe it was twice. Right. I had written a five-minute set mostly about going to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so, so, I, so I, have, I don't do any of those jokes. Great. Uh, yeah, uh, so I, that was what I did. And then I also took a class at Improv Boston. And while I was in the class, I just started going to open mics because they were like, if you want to, like I, Matt Donaher was my teacher. Oh, yeah, that guy yeah. is so funny. He's really great, yeah. And he was like, if you guys really want to do this, like I know this is a level one class, but if you really want to do this, then you have to go to open mics while you're taking this class. Oh, my God, yeah, that's the key. That's what I didn't know when I was doing these classes at Improv Boston. They'd be like, you, you should go to a couple open mics here and there, but I never really... I just was like, okay, sure, whatever. But then I like really started going in October of 2012. I was like, well, I guess this is what I have to do. I can't keep taking these classes forever. Yeah. Uh, so I started going and then just like writing and yeah, like I said, I mean like I don't think that we've been doing it. Both of us combined have not been doing it particularly long. I haven't been doing it particularly long. I have no like insights into comedy that either no one has ever said before or like <laughs> you know or that are new. I don't claim to know everything about it, but I'm having a fucking great time doing it, even though half the time I get on stage, it's pretty awful, <laughs> but like, I just love it, love the process, and like love writing and stuff, and going on stage and trying things out, and you're just chasing that feeling when something works, and it's awesome, yeah, but like, 
it could just never ever work again. That's happened so many times where it works once and it just never works again. And you're like, ah, so damn. <laughs> yeah, but like, like, what is the thing that made it work? But like that's the thing? that's what the feeling that I'm. That's the only reason. That's not the only reason, but that's the biggest reason that I do it because mm-hmm. I'm like I love that feeling. So. Yeah, you don't really get that at work. Sometimes you get it when you like do a presentation and people are like, good job. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's dope. But yeah, mostly it's just me being like, yeah, I need to try this and see if people think this is funny. Because that's the only thing I think I'm, the only thing I think I'm good at. So yeah, there's a lot riding on this <laughs> podcast, listeners. So you're not from Boston. Where are you from? And can kind of give us like an overview of like how you got from that place to here. Oh, good question. Uh, great questions, you guys. You guys want to know so much about me uh, based on this apartment. Uh, no, uh, I So I'm from New Jersey, and I lived in New Jersey up until I was like 22 years old. So I went to college in New Jersey. I went Which to high, the, col- the College of New Jersey. The, where the T stands for the. Uh, and Oh, it's TCNJ. That should have said that. I messed the joke up. So it's TCNJ. The T stands for the. The, the College of New Jersey used to be the name of Prince. This is what I think the story is okay. of the name of my university, or college, I should say. Uh, it used to be Princeton University's name. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't. They changed it to Princeton, and so we took the name. Ah. College of New Jersey. Uh-huh. Right. I think that that's the story. So I went there. I thought when I was in high school I wanted to go out of state. And then I didn't get into any out-of-state schools. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll stay in New Jersey. I like it here. Mm-hmm. This is great. And then I did. I continued to like it there, and I loved living in New Jersey. And it was a. I loved college. College was fun. Uh, I studied history, and I didn't really think about. Uh, com- I did think about comedy because I thought it was funny, but I never really thought about seriously pursuing it or doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. I think I wanted to be like a history professor or something, some crazy dream that I realized. <laughs> I like realized very quickly that I was not smart enough or like dedicated enough to do, but I still continued to pursue because I was like. Well, I'm having a good time yeah. at the very least. I'm having a good time not doing, not being smart enough to do this. <laughs> so, so I did. So I just kind of like, you know, continued to work as an undergrad. Then um, I didn't really have any jobs lined up, so I went to grad school. <laughs> That's not really the reason, but I thought I still thought I wanted to be a professor, so I went to grad school in London, and then I went spent a year in London, living, studying, meeting new people. Uh, and I got more into comedy when I was in London. Just, like, I would, like, watch more stand-up and, like, mm-hmm. watch people do stand- do comedy and stuff. So I got into that there. But I still was never even thought about doing stand-up yeah. at that point. I was, like, 22 or 23. And then I was like, I like comedy. This is I like people who are funny, and I like being funny. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after London, I lived with my parents in New Jersey for a few months, and then I moved here when I got a job up here in 2010. <laughs> so I've been here for five years. Yeah, um, and what was I going to say? Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, the job that I got before, I'm right now I'm working for a company and helping them manage the development of this new supplier platform, blah, blah, blah. That's not why you're listening to the podcast. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but before it was like a job at like this research company that was doing research for socially responsible investors. So... That was fun and exciting, and I like that job a lot. And I like my job now, but uh, I like comedy too. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's all I want. I don't know. Have anything else? I want. No, no, not like that's it. The podcast <laughs> is over. But yeah. Now Rohan's just making a weird smiley face and just like staring off into the thing. distance. I'm very. I have been recorded many times, not just like in podcast format, just recorded in general, mm-hmm. and I always feel like I just ramble on and on and on <laughs> and on about like nothing, and people are just like losing interest very quickly, and they're like, how You're long? looking at a fake watch. They're like, how long is, oh, by the way, who buys watches anymore? Do you know anybody who buys watches? Uh, Jer has a watch. That doesn't count. Jer. Jer dresses up in bow ties and suits and stuff. He needs a watch. That, that He doesn't count as a person, Jer. Yeah. Yeah. We're keeping this in the podcast, Jer. You don't count as a person. Just kidding. I love you, Jer. Rob Harper has a watch. That doesn't count either. Why does that not count? I don't know. No one who, no one who disproves my theory counts. I just don't, I just, I never even thought about buying a watch. What if you don't want your phone battery to die, but you still want to be able to look at the time? 
my, oh, well, you know, if my phone battery dies, I have a lot more to worry about than not knowing the time. <laughs> like, where am I? <laughs> not such so a You're just going to get lost immediately? Uh, You'll be in your own apartment? Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, I get so worried now when my phone battery dies and I'm like out in public. I'm like, oh my God, I, what if, what if something happens to me? <laughs> Luckily, I know my way home and like, I just need to, I, whenever my phone battery dies, I'm like, all right, I just need to be in at a place in a distance where I can get a cab. And if I can get a cab, maybe I can get home <laughs> safe. That's not even a lie. That is completely true. How, what is the closest to your apartment you've been that you've called a cab to get home? Harvard Square. <laughs> For those of you wondering, uh, even though he didn't give his address, his apartment is really close to Harvard Square. Yeah, it's like a 10-minute walk from yeah. Harvard Square. And I would be like, no, because if, if I walked home, and someone, I'm not a strong, powerful guy, and if somebody were to be like, give me all of your money, <laughs> I couldn't have a phone to call 911 right away, or like, I don't know, I would feel, I feel very weird, so I'm like, I need to get home safe. I know that sounds like a very, <laughs> yeah, because super white, privilegey, bougie. You're thing. Indian, A, B, you're not like a small dude, so why do you think like, People would be like, oh, that guy's not strong. I'm like, sometimes I get a little bit preoccupied with my safety <laughs> and being safe, okay? Yeah, that's what, uh, that's why. Yeah, I do think about that. If my phone dies and I'm in public, I'll like, lie. Who am I, how, who's going to know where I am? No one. <laughs> I'm just going to get in this cab and go home and charge my phone. <laughs> and then someone will, like, when I want them to know where I am, mm -hmm. will know where I am. I don't, like, check in, to, check in everywhere on yeah. Facebook and, like, Foursquare. Is Foursquare even a thing anymore? I, I think people still use it. I don't know if it's, it's not popular like it used to be. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, like I don't check in or like let people know where I am at all yeah. times. And like I've disabled all of those like services. But I, when I want people to know where I am, <laughs> I need my phone. So, well, how did this caught? Wait, what are we were talking about something before? Oh, watches. Yes. <laughs> oh, because I, you were using a fake one, like looking at your just your wrist to indicate that you feel uh, like you prattle on. I don't like watches. I just think it's just, it's just another sign that I'm becoming an adult. That's probably it. Wait, why would adults not like watches? No, adults do like watches. Oh, they okay. do wear watches. They're yeah. like with a suit or something. Mm -hmm. But I don't know any, but like, I don't know anybody who like goes out and like, I need a new watch. I'm going to buy a watch. Mm -hmm. But I see commercials for it all the time. Yeah, there are a lot of watch commercials. I think they it's just for really them. rich people. Are rich people the... Like, like Audemars, I think that's how you pronounce Jay-Z told me yeah. about them. Yeah. <laughs> and Rick Ross. Uh, so, yeah, those like big, like, you know, Rolexes, all that, yeah. those are for rich people. And I feel like those commercials, whenever I see them, I'm, like, watching the U.S. Open or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's for rich people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, a watch commercial, then, like, a Lexus commercial, and then, like, um... Another Lexus commercial. <laughs> I can't think of it. They just put two Lexus commercials in a row. Threes in comedy. <laughs> I can't do, but you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I don't want, yeah, people buying watches. I don't understand why, mm. but I guess they do. I guess yeah. people like wearing suits and knowing the time mm. and knowing when they're going to die. <laughs> but we're not going to die. Why, why would they know when they're going to die based on owning a watch? Doesn't your watch, if it's on your wrist and you die, it stops at the time that you die? Is that what? not how it works? <laughs> oh, man. We are learning new things yeah. today, Kanice. This podcast is going to be a real uh, eye-opener for your listeners. Yeah. Your listenership. A lot of new information. Oh, my God. So much new information yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, in addition to your apartment, the public house, cafes, what are some of your favorite places in Boston? Oh, that's a very good question. So, Christine Ahn stole my favorite location, one of my favorite locations, the Charles River. Oh. I would, like, when I was living in that Marlboro Street apartment, I would, like, walk and, like, try to become smarter and, like, read books on the Charles, <laughs> and it would never work. I'd be like, oh, this is just too nice. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna listen to music and vibe out to this, yes. to the surroundings. Um, so, that's a really great place. I loved walking along there. Oh, and Jamie Loftus stole Marlboro Street. Oh, uh, yeah, Jamie Loftus. I'm coming for you, Jamie Loftus. No, no, I don't want to say that in public. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, Marlboro Street is super nice, and like I would walk. That would be like my walk to work is like on Marlboro or on Marlboro Street through the Common to mm -hmm. my office, and it was a very nice walk, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. But uh, that's already been taken, apparently. Uh, then 
the cafe in public, Athens Cafe, which is next to across the street from Public House. I would always like go and work there. Like when I would work from home, mm -hmm. I would just like go there, or I would go there on weekends sometimes to write. Mm -hmm. um, but I always felt like that, you know, those like type of places where you go and do that kind of stuff. Even though I like to write and I like my job, I always felt like those are like ten. They, there's a little bit of tension there. And like when I walk in there, even when I'm not doing those things, there's still like a little bit of that tension that you have with your work and your and your life that you want to be successful. Yeah. And then you walk in there and you're like, ah, I have to like, Ugh. so I didn't choose those places either. <laughs> but when I'm here, I don't feel those type of tensions because yeah. you're like at home. And so you're like supposed to unwind and absorb everything that you've learned or not learned or yeah, or just, you know, or you got drunk and you came home and you passed out in front of your Christmas tree. It's, you know, that's never happened to me before. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, that's why I chose my apartment. Because that's, like, the best place. It's my place. But uh, what else? There's there's so many other pl places I like. Tasty okay. Burger. The Fenway Tasty Burger, because I would go there at when Grandma's was open. I would, like, go there before. Grandma's Basement, the open mic. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Grandma's Basement, it was this open mic at the old Howard Johnson Hotel, which is now, like, some sort of 50s... I don't know, retro thing. Yeah, so I would always go there and um, eat before there. And then the food is so good. Like, I'd be like, oh, well, this mic's going to go poorly, but the food, <laughs> it was amazing. And then uh, I'd go there, and then, oh, man, there's so many places that I like. Mike's and Davis. Mm -hmm. I always, I really like that place a lot. Where else? Any place? Oh, the studio? Jesus. I like the studio. The Hong Kong is a very nice restaurant-ish. Uh, no, it's a nice restaurant. I'm just, I'm just kidding, everybody. It's fine. Uh, no, is it? I don't know. But uh, yeah, Harvard Square. I, I mean, now that I live here, I walk around Harvard Square quite a bit, and I like it a lot. Central, I spend a lot of time there. Listen, I really like this whole city. This whole city is. I spend so. I spend. I spend a lot of time in a lot of different places, but. There's no part of the city that I go to. I'm like, oh, I don't like this place at all. I don't think I've ever said that. I don't. Know. I could be like, oh, I don't know. I don't see myself being here for a long time. But I've never just been like, oh, this place sucks. Like, there's no. Yeah, maybe I just haven't been to those parts of the city. That could possibly be it. I've sheltered myself from those parts of the city that I don't want to go to. Maybe the financial district at some level. Sometimes I'm like, I'm, I'm there on a weekend. I'll be like, oh, why are this what? Well, on the weekend, there's like everything's closed. Like most of the restaurants are closed. Oh, and yeah. I used to work down there, so I would come sometimes. Yeah. Like at the odd weekend, I would come and work, and I'd be like, "Oh, what, what? Mm -hmm. Who? There are people who live here, though." And yeah. like, why do you how how? Like, there's. I think they're building something. I think they're building like more apartments, and then it's things crazy. to serve the apartments. apartments down there. Yeah, it's crazy. These con like those. I always would go to the oh the movie theater by Boston Common. Oh yeah. Because I used to go to the movies all the time. I still go to the movies quite a bit, but like mm -hmm. I used to go all the time, and I would always like sit at the top, like, waiting for my movie and, like, look over the common a little bit. Sometimes it was hard to see because of the reflection, and I'd be super jealous of those people who lived in those apartments, like, next to the next to that. Yeah. And it was just, like, kind of, like, right in the middle of everything. You get this beautiful view of Boston. And, I mean, yeah. you have, And mostly you have millions of dollars yeah. in income. Who are these millionaires? I assume they're athletes or hedge fund managers. Oh, or, okay. I don't know, though. No idea. Yes. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I'm only speculating, mm. which is what I do best. Ah. I think that that's, like, my greatest. Like, I said, okay, I said earlier that I thought I, maybe I was only good at being funny, but I'm also really good at speculating. Mm -hmm. So good at speculating. This podcast could have just been a, uh, a smorgasbord of speculation. What would you speculate on? Uh, who did it in Serial. So, oh podcast over. <laughs> who actually did it in Serial. <laughs> Um, who lives in those Boston com We could speculate yeah. more. It could just be, yeah, we could, who lives there? What else could we speculate on? I'm nothing. That's it. It would just be about. Just those two things. Yeah, but it would be a lot. I mean, but those speculations would lead to other speculations. Oh. Like, yeah, no, it would just lead to, I feel like whenever I speculate, <laughs> just using that word a lot, <laughs> it leads to other speculations. Yeah. For really, really rich people, I always assume that they either killed someone accidentally or they have secret children. Oh, that's interesting. I always assume rich people are rich because, one, they are general, like someone in their previous, in like generationally they're, they're wealthy mm -hmm. or they have somebody that works in finance. Mm. Oh, and I never assume that they're a celebrity or like they're an athlete or something and they've like had money based on that. It's like they either, or they like own a business or like mm -hmm. someone like owned a big, like nuts and bolts business or like something that you wouldn't, you would like take for granted every day. Like, yeah. hey, I'm the heir to the kitchen faucet 
throne. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or like, you know, like, hey, yeah, my we're the only makers of kitchen faucets in the entire world. Uh, and yeah, so I'm living off, I'm all living off that fuck you faucet money. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how, that's how like people make money. They're like a small business, some business that you've never heard of, but is somehow rich or you're in finance or you're like the heir to some throne. Mm. Yeah. And also my like vision of like a rich person is them being white. <laughs> yeah. I like, there's no, like, I've never thought about like, oh, that person must be rich. And then be, like, a, like a typical rich person. And it's like an Indian guy yeah. or like a Chinese person or like a black guy. I'm like, no, that person's, that person is white <laughs> in my head. Yeah. So I'm real racist guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is getting, this is getting really racist We're right now. We're shit. getting to some deep speculating shit. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I always wanted, oh, man, that would be like, if I had that my kind of money, I also talk about this all the time to myself. <laughs> if I had that kind of money, I would just buy an apartment and like on the common or something like that, and I would buy it outright, and then I would just like rent it out, and then like live off the money, yeah, and do some other things. But like I would buy like two apartments, one to live in, one to rent out, and I would buy them both outright, and then just live off the renting money. Yeah. Yeah, and I would like not. I would like try my best not to lose all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would actually be the goal of the rest of life. Like, don't lose all of this money. <laughs> Figure out a way mm-hmm. <laughs> to not lose all of this money because people have lost it all. Yeah, I saw that thirty for thirty about it. Those athletes who lose all. Their You're money. playing with batteries. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's put these away. Come on. That was a. Oh, this is the bowl. Oh. We never talked about this bowl. It's a big bowl that we put napkins in. Or I don't put napkins in. My roommate puts napkins in. Have you considered like decorative stones or like balls and spheres or anything? No, it's great because I like work. I work like when I work from home. Sometimes I work from here. Mm-hmm. This time I end up like eating or something. It's great to like just pull out, out a and be like, "All right, you." Blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Mm. Um, what would you do with a bajillion dollars? I would probably uh, with a bajillion dollars. I'd well, probably just say. Let's say you need. I mean, this is even. This is way too much. But we're just gonna. I'm just conservatively estimating. You need ten million dollars to live comfortably for the rest of your life. You don't need ten million dollars to live comfortably for the rest of your life. But we'll just say ten million dollars. Okay. What would you do with that ten million dollars? Ten million dollars. I'd probably buy a house here and an apartment in Los Angeles. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's smart, but like. <laughs> like we're, listen, I claim to know nothing about financial responsibility. <laughs> Let's make that caveat clear. We're not talking about, we're talking about not losing all this money. We're not talking about being financially responsible, yeah. okay? All right, but go on. So I would have my house in Boston, or maybe, so I don't know where I'm going to be. Like, when do I get this $10 million? Do I get it, like, right this second? Because if I get it the right this second, I'll buy a house here, an apartment in L.A., and I'll kind of float between the two of those places. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, let's say you're getting right. And then I'll probably invest in other properties that we'll rent out. Yeah. Um, so I'd have a few properties that would make the money that I spent so on them right back. Somebody's listening to this and being like this person. These not just you, not yeah, these people. Yeah, not just you. These people are the dumbest guys in the entire world. And I wouldn't I'm not gonna disagree with them at all. But we're just talking aspirationally. Yeah. Yeah, I would probably buy a place or two. I don't even know why we're talking about this. <laughs> I feel so weird talking about this. I wish that I didn't think about this. Oh, as I think about often the, Yeah, because you want to do comedy more, and you're yeah. just like, ah, I could do comedy more. Like, it's not even like about being famous. It's just like I want to do this, and like also lead the life that I lead right now. Yeah. And like, I would be very happy if I could do that, right? Yeah. And I'm sure your expectations change if you came into money or came into whatever. But like. How do I maintain this type of lifestyle uh, forever? <laughs> and you can just like spend all your time trying to get better at comedy, or yeah. not getting better, or or you know you get you just can spend your time doing things that you want instead yeah. of working a job that I like my job, but like you know it would also it's stressful and sometimes and I want to avoid that stress basically. So yeah. it's like uh, yeah, but. Yeah, this could be, people are going to be listening and be like, this is, <laughs> what, the fuck is, what is going on here? These people are so lame. Not true. There's not people. You're not lame. This, pers- this person is so lame. <laughs> you're not lame either. <laughs> yeah. But. So wait, what else do I want to, what else do I normally ask people? Okay, so you are moving from Boston oh, yeah. to New Jersey. What are some things that you're going to miss? And what are some things you're happy to never have to deal with again? Or at least temporarily not have to deal with again? 
oh, I'm going to miss everybody that I've met here and like the connections I've made here, the comedy scene here. I'm going to have to start all over again in New York a little bit. Even though I'm going to be up here quite a bit, like I'm still going to have to like start getting involved in the New York comedy scene, which is great and like it's the scene you want to be in if you're thinking about doing this seriously, so I can't really be uh can't really complain too much. It's a good move, but like um what was I going to say? Yeah. So, but like, that's what I'm going to really going to miss the most. Um, and, you know, just living on my own too, because I guess I'll have to be my parents for a few months. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like I'm staying there forever either. Uh, so, yeah, I'll miss that. I'll really miss all the people and the the life that I have built here. Mm-hmm. Whatever that life, sometimes that life is great, sometimes it's terrible, but like, <laughs> I will miss, I will miss the life that I built here. And I didn't realize how much of life I had built here until... I decided to accept this position in New York, and I was like, wow, like, I've done a lot, more than I thought that I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting trying to start in New York from like a, all over again at a much more advanced age than I was when I first started building my life here. Not that I'm old. I'm just saying yeah. that like you're just a different person when you're, when you're 28 instead of 22. So it's like, okay, I've got to like, you know, get myself out to go out and do things. Am I going to do that? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah. You just but, like, what are you gonna just? But I think I'm thinking. But I, but you know, when I was 22, I wasn't thinking about it in that mm-hmm. way. I was just like, eh, well, I live here now. The world is at my fingertips. Like, I will just go out and do whatever. Yeah. But now I'm like thinking about like, I have a job. I have to like save up some money. I have like, a, I don't know. I want to do well at this new job. I want to do well at comedy. Like, mm-hmm. all of these things are a little bit more overwhelming than they were when I was younger. Right. That's all I'm trying to say. Not that I'm old now, but I'm just saying. So anyway, I will miss the life that I have built here for better and for worse. I really do love it up here, mm-hmm. and it's going to be sad when I leave. Um, things that I won't miss are the winters here are much harsher than they are mm-hmm. in New York and New Jersey. So I won't miss that. Not that it's like less harsh there, but it's just like I was down there last week and like a few weeks ago, and I was like, this is so much like <laughs> brisker and like nice. Yeah. I was like, this is cool. Um, weather-wise... Um, there's nothing that I don't think that I will like, that I hated about this place that I think, I think it'll be nice to be in a more di- like openly diverse city. I think Boston is, is a diverse place. Like if you look at it demographically, like from just on paper, mm-hmm. it's very diverse, but it doesn't feel very diverse. Yeah. Right. Do, I don't know. If, would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. Like I think it doesn't feel as diverse as the numbers indicate that it should. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I go to Newark Penn Station to like get to my job, I don't think I, I see all different types of people, like, in all different proportions. It's, like, amazing. Like, I sometimes I've, I've just sta- stood there, like, waiting for my train, kind of, like, admiring how much <laughs> diversity. I was like, wow, this place is crazy. Newark is not particularly a nice area, but, like, that, I mean, the train station is very nice. <laughs> I've never really been into Newark other than that. But it's just, like, a very diverse place. And I'm like, wow, Boston could use this level of open public diversity in yeah. a mass space. Like, there, a lot of people use that train station. Mm-hmm. Not that, I'm not sure if the rest of the city is like that because I've never been there, but, like, I'm like, wow, if they could just, like, transplant <laughs> the amount of diversity that is at this place to an entire city, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> so uh, I will, that's the only thing, I guess, that bothered me a little bit about Boston, mm-hmm. but not enough, not that much. But okay. I'm going to miss this place, yeah. But I'll be back a lot. <laughs> I want to emphasize that we'll be back quite a bit. So, um, yeah. So, comedically, what are some of the next steps that you want to take? Um, no, it, there's no, like, next steps in the sense, I just want to get better. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that is, like, people think about half hours, hours being on television mm-hmm. or, like, starting recording an album and stuff. And I feel like you can only really address those things if you're, like, 10, 15 years in and be yeah. like, oh, maybe I should start doing all that. Uh, or if, you know, you're not think you just have to always think about getting better. And like, that's my goal comedically is just to be a better comedian than I was a year ago or six months ago or two days ago. Like I always want to be better and like write good material and write material that's in my voice. And that is not hundred percent contrived and audiences can relate to and I enjoy. So that's my only goal in comedy. And if all those other things happen, like becoming famous and, getting on television and uh, uh, whatever. Like, I, that's not why I'm doing it, but, like, that's, that, that, those are a byproduct of you getting better at comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that you will get all those things if you get better. You may not, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, you, like, I'd rather, much rather go out and be like, well, 
I didn't get this, but I'm a good comedian, than be like, uh, I did get this, and I, oh my God, what, I only have 10 minutes of material now? Holy yeah. shit, like, that's going to be terrible. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's only to get better. That's my only, like, goal in comedy is to get better at comedy. And whatever happens after that is a happy coincidence. So, yeah, that's my only comedic goal is to get better. Be funnier than I was earlier. That is my only, I think that that's the best way to approach comedy, too, to just keep writing and keep getting better. Any final thoughts? No, I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. And I love Boston, and Kanice is the best. I love Kanice. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening and uh, putting up with my weird voice. Okay, bye. Wait, speaking of your weird voice, can you do some Aziz at the end? Oh, no. <laughs> the podcast is over. <laughs> I don't think he's ever held a word that long. I don't think that that's... I, that's yeah, but I love Aziz. Aziz is the reason I got... I, I was like, oh, I saw Aziz do stand-up, and I was like, I could do this. Or not, like, not in a... I didn't mean that in a mean way. It was just like, I like Aziz, and he's so funny, and he was talking about so many relatable things at the time to me, and I was yeah. like, wow, like... Oh man, this looks like so much fun. It looks great and it's awesome. And somebody who looks like me is doing this. I don't know why I feel compelled to do this now. Yeah. So, but that's my Aziz impression. It's just holding things out, holding a, a, a syllable out for a long time. Aziz is also, I think, one of the reasons I started comedy. He's so funny. He's yeah. like the yeah, and he's only gotten like more intense and serious and uh, very thoughtful with his jokes. And he's very yeah, like this new special is pretty. There are a lot of things that are like, damn, I wish I had thought of that. But I, I, or like I had thought of that, but I had never articulated it. That's like, that's why he's so good, because he's only tried to get better. Yeah. Like that's the, that's like, that is such a good. He didn't like, he just did whatever he wanted to do and yeah. just got better. So that's kind of like what I want to see for my career, but or career, Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I do a better Adam Langlois than I do. All right, so Adam Langlois, uh, if you guys are listening, I think he was on two episodes ago. I was on, I was on four episodes ago, Canice. <laughs> I was on four episodes ago. It was the best damn podcast you ever had. Explosion! <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me, Adam. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love Adam, so I just do it. I don't want to. Oh, my God. That's going to be the end of the podcast. Oh, all right. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye for putting up with us. Bye.